Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Let's Erase Domestic Violence. In this episode, we are going to hear a lawyer's perspective from India about domestic violence. Pleasure to welcome Niru Mishra from India. Niru is an advocate practicing at High Court of Andhra Pradesh. Her instinct to work for the women empowerment encouraged her to involve herself in the field of law. Take a note, friends. She has done research on rehabilitation of women prisoners at Central Jail, Jammu, while studying criminology and had former training in community development in Canada. Your strength, she is associated with women organizations in Andhra Pradesh and helping women who are fighting legal battles for maintenance. Welcome, Neeru, to the show. We are also having Dr. Keerthi, who is president of Asavya Mahila Mandli NGO. And we are having Archana Mitha for first time with us. She is BE MBA counselor, social worker who has helped many women and listened to them, listened to their real life stories, victims of domestic violence. So welcome Archana to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you. So yes, friends, today is the day when we are going to hear a lawyer's perspective, what can be what every woman should be knowing about domestic violence laws and how she can fight this. So yes, Dr. Keithi, my first question goes to you. What has been your recent experience when you have uh, met such women who have faced domestic violence? Normally face victimization, okay. but they keep silent. That's one side. On the, on the other side, the acceptance in patriarchy is making them much more vulnerable and victimization is not once, but number of times. When woman is victimized again by throwing out of the house and no shelter, no food, impacting children's education and mental well-being of the, both the mother and the kids. So sad. Men may do not, do not much bother whatever way women approach like family counseling centers, police, or legal counseling institutions. Because due to the gaps in the framework, legally and literally, no mechanism to monitor the implementation of the court orders. The court gives the orders, but it is being implemented by the person that is not being monitored effectively and no mechanism at all. Women and children are foregoing their basic right of dignity and right to live and life. Definitely. It's really sad to hear that. And uh, Niru, we would love to know, like, uh, what, what's your uh, opinion about the situation and what uh, women should be knowing in India? First of all, I would like to say thanks, Charu, for organizing this. After hearing Dr. Keerthi and what I understand, in your previous episodes, you have already talked about the deep-rooted issues which women are facing in a society, isn't it? So especially when we talk about domestic violence, it includes harms which endangers health and well-being of women. Domestic violence does not just include physical abuse, but also mental, sexual, emotional, and economic abuse, isn't it? So it is known to all of us that violence against women constitutes a major human rights global problem these days. It is one of the most widespread, persistent, and devastating human rights violation in the world today. 
and it remains largely unreported due to the stigma and shame surrounding it. We can very confidently say that the sustainable development goals include a specific target, and this is to eliminate all forms of violence against all women in the public and private spheres. And these goals cannot be fulfilled for sure without putting an end to violence against women and girls. If we don't put these goals, we can never achieve. But as far as India is concerned, the principle of gender equality is very much enshrined in the preamble of Indian constitution. Indian women enjoy rights under constitutional provisions, legal provisions, some special initiatives taken for women by the government. I must say a variety of rights-based laws have been enacted which outlaw domestic violence, provide equal rights to property and inheritance, and also provide protection against sexual assault and harassment. In fact, we feel proud in availing fundamental rights, which includes right to equality that ensures right, that ensures equal rights for all the citizens. It definitely prohibits inequality on the basis of caste, religion, place of birth, race, gender. And we have rights to free, right to freedom, right against exploitation, right to freedom of religion, cultural and educational rights, and then right to constitutional remedies. So these are the laws, these are the rights which, which are there in the constitution, right, from day one. But let me say that laws, of course, they do play a very important role by indicating that violent behavior is socially unacceptable. That's very, that's a, that is the main thing behind all these laws. Throughout the world, several resolutions to safeguard women's rights have also been passed, which had allowed access to the broader avenues for the growth and development of women in our society. But coming to the ground reality, we all know that in spite of various laws and rules, women do suffer violence. They continue to face multiple barriers in accessing justice and obtaining redressal of their grievances, which has been discussed at this platform earlier by various speakers. Yeah. Very true. I think ignorance is, plays a big role. Women are not aware. And we have to make women aware that there are rights for you and you have to use those rights. So now I would love to hear from Archana that as a therapist, as a counselor, the last year must be tough because I'm sure she must have received many calls and I would love to know what's her opinion and what's her observation. Achna, to you. Thank you, Charu. And uh, first, let me congratulate you for initiating this uh, dialogue on such a sensitive topic that is domestic violence. And uh, I'm really a great admirer of Dr. Kirti, who is doing a wonderful work in the Thank space you. of uh, domestic violence, empowering women and uh, raising the issues uh, you know, surrounding them. I would also like to thank Neeru for uh, educating us uh, laws are, uh, around domestic violence and giving us the statistics. And as our learned council says, yes, statistics are really, really, uh, I can say very horrifying. Uh, where one in 10 women uh, go through sexual violence, physical violence, emotional violence in their own homes, which are supposed to be their safe heavens. So I will like to take one story, simple story uh, to uh, give you the example of how it goes. Uh, 
I had a woman who's an IIT graduate, mm -hmm. is, uh, who is again an MBA from a very distinguished uh, institution, but she couldn't, she couldn't, uh, you know, face her own mother and own sister who were forcing her to be in a violent marriage. She didn't know what to do. So the culture of uh, violence, the culture of patriarchy, as Dr. Kirti has said, is so prevalent that violence and domestic abuse has been accepted as a norm with every third woman I come across in my sessions. So they don't know actually, and the reason they keep uh, you know, their marriage going is they don't know what to do. So after, 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 you know, I can say being in this uh, line for more than 10 years, the, some, I can summarize that, uh, you know, they don't, they, they want to go out. They want to leave this abusive situation, but they don't know what to do. The systems don't help. First of all, their families are silent. It as if it is their shame, the systems don't help. And the society doesn't help actually. So, uh, you know, when, when I come across uh, cases like this, and if by, you know, stroke of luck, some family member is there, always tell them to, uh, you know, at least educate their young daughters, Correct. young sisters about, you know, knowing thyself, taking care of themselves, knowing the laws of the country, knowing how to handle the finance, because that is the biggest 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 i can say uh area where women don't take any decisions because they're financially dependent on their husbands their parents their own parents don't support them knowing their health how to take care of their mental health because mental health and physical health both goes for a toss when they're abused they don't know how to handle it and that only in these four areas if they're able to give support to their, uh, you know, women folk at home, I think uh, situations will change. Apart from that, having that patriarchal mindset is the biggest, biggest problem, which probably might take, Dr. Kirti knows, she has been, you know, running this organization, which is 50 year old. Cracking that mindset is like, uh, is a difficult task, but things are changing. Creating awareness about four pillars, which I think Every mm -hmm. woman should be aware of knowing herself, knowing the laws, knowing her health and knowing her finance. I think uh, somewhere, uh, some kind of empowerment will happen with women or our, or for our daughters or for our sisters to take care of themselves. That's all I can say. Great, Chuna. I love the concept of four pillars. And these four pillars, I think every woman should be aware of, and she has to take responsibility for self to empower on these four pillars. And not only herself, she has to bring her daughter up also teaching about the importance of these four pillars in life. So Neeru, what's your opinion? Now, Archana has shared that she has uh, heard so many stories. She has met such survive. I mean, fighters, I say that, who are facing such challenges. So as a lawyer, what do you want to share about it? Uh, Archana correctly said, women are usually afraid to report cases of domestic violence as they're afraid that the husband will be arrested. It would bring shame, a legal long process would start. But let me tell you very clearly, in any marital discord, the first attempt is always to save the marriage. 
Yes. Okay. Area of counseling. If it doesn't work, the legal process is the next step. The offense of domestic violence is covered by two main laws, and one is Section 498 A of IPC, that is Indian Penal Code, and the Protection of Women from Domestic Violence Act, which is very recent, 2005. I would like to mention here that now the law is on women's side. Law is there very much there mm -hmm. for them. The protection of women. Uh, women uh, from domestic violence act especially because this act provides it protects women and also provides safety safety to women economically physically and mentally when a woman files an fir against her abuser she gets immediate help from the police the victim of domestic violence or any witness of the offense on her behalf can also file a complaint i mean his uh, friend his sister if she's not able to go directly to the court directly to the police station and the, uh, the complaint can be filed before police officer, the protection officer, the service provider, or directly to the magistrate. The magistrate commences the hearing of the case within three days of the complaint being filed and gives the notice to the accused, which is very prompt. The court, as far as possible, disposes the case within a period of 60 days from the date of the first hearing. The court passes protection orders in which it restrains the accused commit the act of domestic violence on on the on the lady on the woman who has come who has uh, put a complaint mm -hmm. and this allows him to enter her place of employment or residence that's a protection order which the court passes while passing residence orders in case a woman she doesn't have any place to stay or for any other reason then it the court provides it provides it gives the you know solution that a woman can live in her matrimonial home so that order can, can pass. So then you can even ask, the woman can even ask for the, uh, for the monetary relief from the accused in order to you know, incur medical expenses or some adjunct expenses. Court can also pass temporary custody of child, you know, child to the person making the application. That's women, generally women are making this, this kind of complaints. The magistrate may also direct the accused to pay the compensation and damages for injuries, which includes mental torture, emotional distress, which has been caused by the domestic violence. So all these orders, court can pass if a woman files a domestic, which is a very big thing. So it's not that a woman files a case and then court is just sitting idle. So court has that jurisdiction to pass all this. Whereas, so under that, there is no punishment under domestic violence, but whereas if the woman files a case under section 498 of the Indian Penal Code, which is, which is there, it deals with the offense of domestic violence and that provides for the punishment. That's very important. That is the crucial thing. Under IPC, an imprisonment of three years of fine, both can be you know, incurred on the accused. There's an FIR for an offense under 498 can be registered in the local police station of your area against the husband or his relatives. So this is very strong. It is a very, very strong law. In your previous uh, previous episodes, what I heard and when you're briefing all about all these things, I heard about a maintenance issue also. Yes, that's so a major like, concern. Yeah, exactly. So I would like to tell you about the maintenance, what maintenance is exactly. So maintain, maintenance is nothing but it's a legal obligation of a man or a husband to make adequate preparations in terms of money towards his dependent, dependent wife and children so that they can maintain if any marital discourse starts. The amount of maintenance is either decided by mutual settlement between the husband and wife or in accordance with the orders received from the court. 
So these are the two ways how they can decide on the maintenance issue. First of all, how much, that is a main thing. But as you know, in India, there are so many different religions. So maintenance, maintenance laws and rules differ, differ from religion to religion in India. Unless there is, uh, I mean, uh, we, you, we all know that uh, now we are, the governments are working on uniform civil code. So if, yeah. it, if it comes, then of course, all the women would come under that. But so far, we have different acts. The Hindu Marriage Act 1955, that, uh, that and there's one more act, which is Hindu Adoptive Adoption and Maintenance Act. So both these, under this right, uh, they grant the right to women to claim maintenance after divorce. The Criminal Procedure Code, Section 125 is very important, provides for maintenance not only to the wife, but also to child and parents. This is a very important section. The law that governs the maintenance of Muslim divorced women is the Muslim Women Protection of Rights on Divorce. At 1986, so Muslim women can claim under that. The divorced Christian women can claim maintenance under the Indian Divorce Act. So the Act prescribes one fifth of the husband's income as the maximum maintenance amount under this Act, under this Christian Divorce Act. So the same with the Protection of Women from Domestic Violence Act protects women from from all kind of violence, which includes physical, sexual, emotional, verbal, economic. So this is this act is itself is very very powerful. Very powerful. Yep. Yeah. Besides that, there are some in, special in, initiatives which have been you know taken by the government, which includes National Commission for Women to safeguard their constitutional and legal rights, so women can complain directly there also. I would also like to tell that if women suffer with the financial constraints, if she is not having that money, that much yeah. of money, women can access their right to get free legal aid from the Legal Services Authorities Act. So she has this option also. She can go to the legal authorities and can file the case. Besides that, women have a right against domestic violence and female sexual assault victims have a right to keep their identity anonymous. They don't need to tell that so okay. and so. They can keep their identity anonymous, which is very, again, you know, keeping their, their uh, all the, all the yeah, at present times women have the right to register virtual complaints the okay. law gives women okay. the provision for filing virtual complaints by email or writing her complaint and sending it to the police station that's very important especially during this covid time covid time definitely yeah. yeah in our country women have a right to zero fir which means that a fir can be filed at any police station irrespective of the location where the incident occurred. Earlier it was uh, like women used to go to the police station and they used to say, oh, this area is not our jurisdiction. So yeah. now it's not, you know, means they can file it anywhere. I feel, uh, what I feel personally, a concrete action on a global and national level is required if the culture of violence is to be replaced by the culture of peace and happiness in the families. And it has to be done by all the legal, all the stakeholders are involved in this. NGO's role is very, very important. Governments are doing their best, but NGOs and uh, people at large, I mean, women organizations, they have a lot to do in this area. Another thing which I would really like all of uh, us here, those who are at this in this panel, not to forget and uh, forget about the individual efforts, what Archanaji is doing and what Dr. Keith is doing. Yes, very true. They all are being against the violence faced by women and just bringing social change. And it is praiseworthy, isn't it? So because Thank they are you. doing it, they are, it is, uh, it, 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 it means a lot in the society. 
globally people are programmed in their society to believe that they can't change things and thus not try to do it this is what is the programming in Correct. every society you know okay i i cannot change it so let us not do it but we must appreciate the efforts of the people those who are doing even at small level that's really praiseworthy on the contrary i would say common women who decided to rise up against the world that limited their possibilities they fought to realize their dreams and in the process their lives were changed forever and this is what our other panelists are doing wherever they are whatever they are doing so they are doing a, 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 a lot of work in the society which is going which is definitely going to impact the women those who are near to them i wish all the best to you charu to spread this awareness among women all over the world thanks thank you so much for such wonderful sharing you i so much agree with you and the way you have beautifully summed up two things comes in my mind first is knowledge is power i always say knowledge is power and applied knowledge is superpower so those women across the country in india if you are facing such challenges please listen to this video properly and understand how law is there to help you out and don't be in ignorance that there is nobody to help you we have ngos like we are having dr kirti who is helping out on her way beautifully she is helping out and we have archana who is a wonderful counselor and therapist who can guide you and we have neeru who can help you to be aware about the laws which can help you to survive and face this domestic violence so don't just let life go and take power of choice for yourself yes power of choice is the second point i want to say it goes for every individual also we should use this power of choice to make it as a social phenomenon social this has to be a movement across the globe so that we are having that mindset we should be spreading that mindset that things have to change the mindset the way women was till now it should change and we have to change the way we don't give importance to self so do take a note friends share with your network and create this awareness that knowledge is power and we have to change the whole society thank you so much dr kirti for your time thank you so much archana for your time and thank you so much neeru for sharing such valuable knowledge with us take care see you all next episode thank you thank you